Hello, everybody, and welcome to Room Service, where we bring you down to speed on what's happening in VGC and other things Pokemon. My name is Alphonse. I'm one of your hosts for this podcast, and I'm joined by a lovely panel of co-hosts. Jackson. Hello. Kagia. Hello. And joining us for the first time, and hopefully many more times, it's Maine. Yes, yes, yes. The main event here. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Maine being on the show, first off, welcome. Uh, let's make sure we get in a little intro for you. Tell us about your first Pokemon game and how you got into VGC. <laughs> oh, man. The reason I'm laughing is because my first Pokemon game wasn't the first Pokemon game, Red and Blue. <laughs> like, <laughs> I started from the beginning. Jeez. Gen 1 -er. <laughs> <laughs> Gen uh, 1. Nice. <laughs> I was playing Pokemon when you needed batteries to play it. <laughs> like <laughs> you had to put the batteries in your Game Boy. One of my one of my earliest like big time Pokemon memories though was Silver version. Uh my Game Boy was dying. The battery was dying and I was on the Lugia fight and that thing was taking me so long and I caught it and I saved it before the battery cut out on me and I was like, "You know what? I'm good." for the night but like <laughs> it was like so heart heart racing and everything i was a little a little kid <laughs> a little kid just trying to catch this lugia it kept popping out and my battery was draining and i was like so stressed out that gives oh, me vibes good, good times a, good that gives times me vibes of uh like driving down what driving at night when you weren't allowed to have a flashlight in the back seat because it would distract your dad when he was driving so you're like trying to catch little flashes of light on the street oh yes 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 <laughs> the, the street lights especially like i said when your battery is low you need that street light to illuminate that screen <laughs> that... oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> And the and the little um flashlights that they built for the Game Boys would just drain your battery so quickly. They were so useless. They were the most worthless device I've ever seen. It's crazy <laughs> how far those have gone. Because if you see like the the modded Game Boys nowadays, like my friend put some mods in one of my like I got a Game Boy and my friend put some mods in it. And the battery life was like way longer. The speaker super loud. You can go through like fifteen different levels of backlight. And I just like think back to like, huh? If I turn the battery on, my Game Boy will die immediately. <laughs> or if I turn the light on, yeah. Yeah. No, my Game Boys are at that point where they'll just turn on and die instantly. I don't hold the charge anymore. I don't have Game Boy Originals, just Game Boy like colors, the flip ones. Mm. I have Game, Game Boy, Boy Advances. Advances. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have I have two Game Boy Advance SP. Which does not stand for solar power, unlike what I thought when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. That's a good one. All right, and then Maine, how'd you get into VGC? Oh, so it's funny because um, I actually didn't get back to VGC until around the beginning of like whatever year it was that Pokemon Go came out. Uh, one of the people I used to play with and Go, uh, my boy Jake. He, um, because I used to still play the mainline games, I just didn't play like uh competitive, like competitive VGC, I just play like single stuff. Um, so he would, you know, ask me to play, and he asked me if I ever played doubles, and I was like, no, obviously, I didn't play doubles at the time. Um, so he had like he would build up competitive teams, and we'd like play. He actually, the one who uh put me onto like the VGC circuit as a whole, so I would start watching like the world championships, I'd start watching regional stuff like that on YouTube, and I used to like use that and I started like playing myself. And then I was like, you know what? That made me want to buy like more Pokemon games than I had at the time. And then I made sure to buy like the Switch for Sword and Shield and I was coming out. And that really, really got me back into the game overall. It's funny because like back then, um, I didn't have all the resources like Pokemon Shard and stuff, but I wasn't aware of that stuff. Um, so when I would was EV, I, when I would EV Pokemon back then, um, if I, I would either do 252, 252 on everything, or I would like count the pokemon i was knocking out like <laughs> so that i could count the evs if i wanted to get something specific on a stat and it's like that was like so rough and i realized i didn't really have to do that i just had to like look it up and know what the number is and then like hit it and just be like fine <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've come a long way for sure yeah long ways long advancements oh man all right, so uh, before we get things going to the main part of our show, before we twist the dimensions, I do want to do a little bit of housekeeping. First off, I got the email 
from Spotify for podcasters saying we have at least 10 viewers on from the first episode. So yeah, thanks yeah, to everyone who's watching there. Um, yeah. That's really cool for you guys. Uh, I do want to mention that you you can also listen to us from, as of right now, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. I just need to stop being a busy person and eventually get all the other places where podcasts are available going but that should be soon also i just have to be not lazy and and put a simple <laughs> like picture on like a video with the audio of the podcast so we can actually put it on youtube as a podcast so like yeah so there's a whole thing so eventually this podcast will properly be in any place practically any place you watch podcasts so stay tuned for that but in the meantime thanks to everyone who is tuning in uh this uh I've always been so do a podcast. Uh, it, it's so cool having these guys and hopefully much other people on. And yeah. So with that, let's go ahead and twist the dimensions. We got a lot of VGC events to catch up on. Uh, let's start with the regionals that have been around here in the U.S. Because there were two. The first one in line is Milwaukee, which is cool because we have a friend of the podcast, a person in our friend group, Brian Hume, who... The whole darn thing, which is super cool. Gotta love seeing yeah. when friends make it big like that. Yeah, um, it's, it's also big because he won with New Balance, right? Yeah, yeah the new hotness. Stuff, yeah. yeah, I love SD hands. Um, but anyway, I think the cooler thing that was... If I'm not <laughs> oh man, if I'm not mistaken, we do have... I know at least Kagia was there in person yeah. at Milwaukee. Uh, so it's I guess, uh, yeah, any highlights in person for you? I made top 128 with Stonejourner. Once again, being the highest placing Stonejourner on the, <laughs> on, at the tournament. No, we take those. Uh, no, it was a pretty cool tournament. Uh, Milwaukee, I, okay, okay. I, I was making some jokes about Wisconsin and Milwaukee. I will officially on record take those back. Milwaukee's pretty cool. <laughs> the food, like, the, like food area, the food court that we would just go to, like next to the venue, actually had a Venezuelan place ran by this really cool Venezuelan lady. I'm from Venezuela, so that was really cool. Also, cheese curds. Cheese curds single-handedly changed my opinion of Milwaukee and Wisconsin as a state. <laughs> They're incredible. If you ever get the chance to go, go. Wait, have you not had cheese curds before? Not, not, not it's not the same. Interesting. <laughs> it's okay, not okay. the same. We have, we have the Milwaukee Wisconsin ones. is kind of known, known for it, so I could see yeah, that. It's, it's not the same. You have to have the you have to have the ones from Milwaukee. It's just my life has never been the same. Fascinating. Okay, okay. Um, as far as the stream, I unfortunately could only catch bits and pieces of it because I was on vacation during not only this regional, but also the other regional. But I know at least one cool uh, moment from the stream for me was I think Brian was in top eight and it came down to uh, Brian's Iron Hands versus a Qian Pao. And it was just kind of impressive how Qian Pao seemed to be a crit away from winning that game. So that was kind of... Kind of wild in there for me. Uh, uh, have any you guys who may who have been able to watch the stream? Any highlights you remember from Milwaukee? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember anything. I think though, I have much better recollection of the Fresno stream. Ooh, okay, okay. I know. Uh, I'm just looking at the Top Cut Explorer. Please go check that out. It's an amazing resource. Ooh, but yes, I really yes. think it's. I think it's interesting. James Evans' team. He had a he was running hyper offense, and as this you know this format starting to get more you know as formats progress they tend to get more and more defensive, right? So I think being able to make it that far with hyper offense, I think that just that's just a testament to how powerful some of these new mons are, right? You've got Goldengo, you've got Chen Pao, you've got Iron Hands Bundle, like these are just some of the most offensive Pokemon we've ever had. And it's just enough to punch. It's, it was almost enough to punch through the new balance that Brian you went went and won it with with the uh, Tinglu, the Gyarados, the Amoongus. It was almost enough. I just think that, I, I just think that's interesting. I just think that's interesting and a testament to this new gem. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, typically, I would say, like, hyper offense, like, typically beats balance in, like, most generations. It's just that in most generations, there isn't a Pokemon like Ting Lu. Um, we've just never had special attack mitigation that way before. Like, we've had, like, Snarl and stuff like that, but nothing that, like, just passively does it. So, I think that's why, like, balance has been, like, so much better. Like, the Ting Lu balance is just, like, the best balance we've ever seen. It's, it's just mitigate special attack offense while you have the Intimidator next to it. Um, and then you have a mod like Amoongus that already doesn't like take much damage as, as it is, and like Iron Hand doesn't take much damage as it is on its own. So you combine it with like that special attack mitigation and then intimidate uh, your hyper offense stuff. Just doesn't become as offensive because it's just so bulky and so damage mitigating. Right. But also, I just want to point out one really cool thing about Milwaukee. If you, dear viewer, yes, you. If you really enjoyed Series 1 and you're like, you know what, I don't like Paradox Pokemon. I don't like Ruin Pokemon. In Top 8, Dondozo, Tatsugiri, Palmot, Talonflame, Goldengo, Glimora. On the same team. No Ruins, no Paradox. Rush, the car? I'm probably butchering this. Yeah, so they probably heard him. He goes by Conkledonk on, on oh, Twitter. Con- Conkledonk? Yeah. Oh, right. He's, he's he, place, said, right? he said, he yeah, said, no he ruin, no paradox. I'm that guy. Yeah, he yeah. um he ran he ran the uh, Palmot, Dozo, Goldengo, um, Talonflame, Glamora stuff. It's it's really good team. Um, it's pretty cool. Oh, actually, there 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 was one there's one match I remember from the stream. Even though I was watching the stream in person, uh. It was between Ashton Cox and Ian McLaughlin, which is the Indeedy Driftlum guy. This man was calling every single turn. He was like, like he like hazed on switching to remove his own intimidate. Like he, he had gotten intimidated, and he just knew that they were going to protect on that turn. And it, it all comes down to he needed to get a crit, and he gets the crit. On acrobatics while burned, <laughs> and it was just very cool. He landed like three raw hypnosises. It was, it was a very fun and entertaining set to watch. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, I would say some of that stuff, like some of it looked like like reads, but some of it was like he didn't really have any other thing to do that turn, so he just like clicked the button, and it kind of also just like worked out <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Which is like Pokemon, right? Like if you don't have anything better to do, just like. Click the button that does that that does something good for you and hope something good happens. Yep, click yep, yep. To yeah. quote to quote Sempra, just click buttons <laughs> and it will all work out. Raw hypnosis is so cool when it's happening to somebody else. Raw hypnosis is 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 absolute cheese. Like, it's such a baller it's such a baller play when it's not happening to me. It's so funny. <laughs> like hypnosis though, like I I know it's like it's absolute cheese, but realistically, I think any move that is above fifty percent accuracy probably should hit more than it misses, just by the numbers. So you kind of just have to assume it's going to hit and just like play around it. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, before we wrap things up with uh, Milwaukee, uh, final shoutouts to Kalchua uh, for top four and uh, Tommy DeRosa for top sixteen. They're also both. Uh, friends of ours, and it's all obviously Austin. always cool to see friends doing well. Shout outs to Austin Acosta for making top eight after beating me in day one, round nine. For the <laughs> you know, I, I was kind of told that I lost the winning in, but he took it really, really far. So, huge shout outs to him. That was a yeah, great yeah. performance. Looks like Zachary and Sohive also made top 32 in Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, yes. So shout out to them, them as well. well. Yeah, uh, yeah, they both made uh, top thirty-two. It's funny because um, Zachary made top thirty-two, and I'm pretty sure he took the same team to top four in Fresno. Yeah, yeah, looks like the exact uh, same squad. Wait, actually, I believe there might have been one difference. No, uh, yes. Mousehold, Eight, Talonflame, Screamtail, Flutter, Chi Yu, and no, it's, uh, it's a Goldengo. Got and then he, he switched. Yeah, he switched it with the. He yeah. put Goldengo in and got rid of Chiyu. That was what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's the small difference. Mm-hmm. So that team, you see that team running around on ladder. You have Zach to thank. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, and we get one precursor. 
to what happened in Fresno day two with Colin Heyer in top 16. He ran Rain Azumarill. Azumarill uh, yeah. got top 16 at Milwaukee. And then when we get to Fresno, it should be next. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Great, great segues, Jackson. You get, you get a, you get a clap from me there, boss. We got Fresno up next. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk about Emilio's team in a second, but Gavin Michaels got second with uh, Azumarill Rain. And Azumarill Rain was, Rain was uh, big enough to be on the day two graphic. So that's an up and coming thing to be aware of. Also, Roaring Mid. R- Roaring Mid making top eight. Oh, yeah. Moon also got top eight with Alberto Lara. He's been running the same team since OCIC. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. I true. just, I just, I, I know there's some Roaring Moon haters out there. <laughs> Alberto, Alberto, like, has Roaring Moon, but he don't really be bringing Roaring Moon. <laughs> it's still on the team. Just acrobatic stuff. But the, the Roaring Moon that was on stream doing damage was actually Neil's. Um, Neil's Roaring Moon was actually picking up so much damage. After through Intimidates, um, I think it was Burn and still picking up some big, big damage. I think it was actually uh, insane. And I think he revealed on stream, which is actually surprising because most people won't do that, that he was running a 252 Adamant one. Ooh. And I think it was Blue. Yeah. It was 250. I was wondering why I was so strong. I thought it might be something like that. It was running 252 Adamant, and I'm pretty sure it was Booster Energy Acrobatics with Dragon Dance. So, like, even if he didn't get a dance up, 252 Adamant with the Booster Energy attack boost was really insane with the stab acrobatics. Yeah, um, exactly and then if he got right. a dance up, it was even crazier. All right, exactly all right. right. Dang. Okay, and then okay. Emilio Forbes at first place. Shout outs to him because he went on the absolutely insane run in Swiss. He went 13 and 1. And then he took down the whole thing. Oh dang, I thought he was undefeated the whole time, but I guess he did get uh, one loss in there. Uh, he lost to Chuppa in um Swiss. It's the only way, the only way he could have won. He needed to break his he needed to break yeah. uh, on the unkillable streak. And, uh, <laughs> yeah he, he would just go Fresno undefeated in all the Swiss rounds and then lose and cut. Also Fresno was a Difficult tournament. There's like names that you can see in like top sixty four, like six three, like Joe Ugarte. And it was very just, dense. Let's just look at top eight for a second. You've got Emilio Forbes, Gavin Michael, Zachary Thornburg, Riley Fatchura, Chuppa Cross, Alberta Lara, and Len Duell in top eight. There's also yeah, Cameron Brown. That sounds like that sounds vaguely familiar. Is that someone? Is that someone as well? Not someone I'm that sure. I've personally heard of. Yeah, um, I'm sure, but I'm not. I'm not familiar with them personally. So they did bring. They were the only Domdozo in top eight. Mm-hmm. So he's That's not okay. going away yet. <laughs> oh, also VJ, VJ Sud, the the Miascarada Tinkaton, uh, Iron Moth, Braviary, Gar- uh, Gardevoir, made top thirty-two again. Just yeah. kind of sick. And also, huge shout out to Aaron Zhang for getting oh, yeah, his yeah, world's yeah. invite. Yeah. My goal. He actually had on day one, he submitted his team sheet like a few minutes late and he was penalized with a game loss. Or not a game, but with a round loss. So he started off 0 1 and he would be at the bottom of whatever like end standing record he would have had so he would have been like the last 6-3 or the last 7-2 and he just decided you know what I'm that guy and he won 8 straight <laughs> finishing day 1 8-1 and one. yeah it was I mean, actually in- insane I mean hey he's running what like T-Tar, T-tar Lycanroc stuff he was, he, was, he was running he was running a lens team yeah yeah same team because he, he didn't have he didn't have the time to make a team so he goes right lens team i mean hey it looks like a good team i found out about like that lens been running tyranitar apparently since vgc has existed oh okay <laughs> and yeah that's like his there's there's like a clip right his, his tyranitar is apparently like max hp max special defense and there's a clip of his Tyranitar living Focus Blast from Mega Gengar. So I saw that earlier today on Wolfie's TikTok. And I was just like, I didn't even know it could do that. I didn't know that was like a thing it could live. Wait, this is <laughs> not with with Topolberry, is it? I don't know. I don't think so. 
Damn. I'm going to run this calc now. You said it was max HP, max special defense. Supposedly, yeah. It was max HP, max special defense, and the special defense boosting nature, and it lived focus blast from Mega Gangnam. Uh, was it insane? Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. I, was, I just thought it was kind of crazy. I was like, ooh. Didn't yeah, I didn't know he had it like that. No, I could envision that. Um, it's uh, it's funny because like Aaron went on that crazy tear, and it's like you could. I don't know if like it took a lot out of him because I'm pretty sure on the next day he went like one and four. So he like, did, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like five in total. Yeah, and it's like he just you he and I and I can I can understand right. Like you had we had a stressful start to the tournament, right? You had to you start with the round loss, not even a game loss, but a full round loss. Um, which ruins your chance of basically getting an easy, like easy points for an invite, right? Because Aaron can go six and three with his eyes closed. Um, but going like where it gets where it becomes six three is no longer enough because of the round loss putting you in the last place of the six and threes. Um, having to go like seven and two, but essentially seven and, and, and or they're seven and one. Um, because you have to you can't lose more than two games or you have to make day two to get the points. Um, and then to refocus and just run off all them games and just do that and win every single round probably takes a lot of, out of you. And he was probably just so relieved that like the next day he probably just didn't have as much to like play for and you know yeah. it just caught up to him. But I'm pretty sure he's now that he's in, he's gonna be like so difficult to play against when it comes to like uh the world championships. Oh I think he's, I, I believe he's going to NAIC. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. NAIC is like the big tune up, right? Yeah it's to my knowledge there's a lot of people like NAIC is like gonna be big yeah well, I mean, yeah as international challenges usually are i feel like yeah and consider how big the regionals are right like and then the regionals are huge even with tons of people skipping out of them because at the end of the day it's just like a regional um versus like naic which is one the biggest amount of points you can get at a single event um in north america uh two the last push for people to either get their world's invite or get day two invites right because some people are still playing for that so everyone who's trying to get to Worlds is going to be there. And then there's like just a ton of people who just never been to an international, people who want to go and enjoy the experience. So it's going to be a huge event, I, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, there's like 900-plus people registered, right? We're guaranteed, we're basically guaranteed to eclipse that 800-plus threshold for top I can't believe points. everyone's going to watch me win an AIC. Yeah, And then once I win an AIC, I, I could go to my local. I'm going to my local so that I'll have enough points. <laughs> they don't know. Or I guess if, if I if I win, I get it regardless. But if I top yeah. four and I win my local, and I like find some points somewhere else, you know. How much, how much points? How much points do you get for top four? Because I feel like it's still a lot. It is a lot. It's like two something. It's like two right? Which is which? And then actually, like, though, I, I would still qualify. I, I I don't actually remember. There's a lot of people who are going around like the regionals oh, wait, before us, like God, Milwaukee. You made day two, right? What? At, you made day two at a. I have nine. I have ninety points. Yeah, yeah. So so if you make top four, you get two. If that's two hundred, and then you do win the local, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who are actually treating Milwaukee and Fresno as like every round I win past day two means I have to get one placement bracket lower at, at AIC in order to qualify for Worlds. Yeah, I mean, especially that, you know, that's the goal for a lot of those players to make it to Worlds so they're keeping track of their points. Just like how we said with Aaron, he was keeping track of his points. He knows exactly what he needs to, to do to, to qualify. So a lot of these players, like I said, are, are doing that, right? They go in there and trying to see how many points they need, which is like, why you i guess some people were like so which why a lot of people went to fresno because like fresno was not a city a lot of people anticipated there being a big turnout for and it wasn't right like the fresno's yeah. top like the day third day two is only 32 teams right yeah. versus like milwaukee was was 50 teams for day two mm -hmm. yeah, um but right. it, it gave some players uh, that cushion where it's like if i do well here i don't have to do as well at a bigger tournament um so i can still get points and get in so if i do have some more mistakes or something it's not going to cost me as much as if i don't go to this event so fresno ended up being a smaller tournament but also being ended up being like a really dense tournament like i'm not sure did you i don't know if you all guys all watched the stream but like um it was one of the most enjoyable streams to watch because like the just the collection of players were so good like a lot of the fluff was just wasn't there 
So like the matches all felt so high level and it was actually a really good viewing experience. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed watching it. Also, shout outs to all the people who qualified at Milwaukee so they specifically so they wouldn't have to go to Fresno. <laughs> not because you know, they didn't not because they didn't want to compete again, just because they didn't want to go to Fresno. <laughs> Hey, but you know, Fresno was was a great viewing experience, and it was like it was it felt so much better because we had also been watching like Japan Nationals, and that viewing experience was not the most ideal. Yeah, it was like an it was like it felt like an hour between games sometimes. There were so many there were so many ads for there was ads for just Scarlet and like not even the DLC, just for Scarlet and Violet. Like, please buy the games that you're watching the tournament for. Also, just one more thing because I I know I know a few of us in this call are tri-state, like New York, New Jersey. The 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 Fresno pizza story. I don't know if y'all know what happened. <clears throat> they ordered pizza. It is by far the worst pizza I've ever seen in my life. Like, like there's images you can find it on Twitter. I don't remember the specific Twitter of the person, but it happened on like the day before, like on on like on Friday. Of Fresno, and it was like that was like a very big part of my experience with like because I I think part of the VGC like a mate a regional if you're not there is like going on Twitter and like seeing the updates while you're watching the stream. That was a very important like core memory part of Fresno of the <laughs> watching experience for me. Just oh, that their goodness. pizza was bad. Amazing. Oh man. All right. So, uh just want to give a final uh shout out to Zachary Thornburg, again, the, again a friend of uh friend of the podcast or friend of friend in our friend group. Nice to see him doing well at top 4. And with that, I do believe you want to have one final mention because there was a special event that actually happened uh, on the other side of the sea, the ocean in uh Turin, Italy. Um, unfortunately, this event was not streamed, which I always find to be a bummer because I personally like seeing when I always like hearing about what's going on in these in these events that aren't streamed because I feel like they're such elusive things that it would be cool to actually get a proper spotlight on them. But yeah, there were definitely some strange things in this top eight. Now that I'm looking at it, there was a Scizor in top eight. There was a Brelu Magnazone in top eight, and oh, I heard about them. Won the whole thing. I Fourth heard about the Magazine. What oh, about the Magazine? Oh, is Ma- oh yeah, I, is Magazine here? I heard about the Magazine. I believe it's Citrus Berry Analytic. Magazine got top four. It's Choice Specs sturdy. Oh, oh I'm okay. I am thinking of a different Magazine. Ah, that gotcha. Big, that's still cool though that there were mul- that there were multiple Magazine this weekend. But yeah, Magazine popping off is is a whole darn thing because Magazine be Magnazonin. I don't know. I just, I just think it's like very fascinating seeing this lane to a format that something like a Magnazone just starts popping up. Ah, it was the Magnazone I'm thinking of was uh, was on a Palafin Balance team at Milwaukee. It was Giovanni Aranibar with a Water Terra Analytic Citrus Berry Protect Helping Hand Thunderbolt Flash Cannon. Dang. Okay. Okay. Oh man. Um other than that, uh, I know that uh Jackson, I know you're talking prior to this recording that you want to highlight the Orthworm, that guy. First place. Yes, yes, the Orthworm got first place. This was kind of the weekend of Orthworm. Because if you look at the other week if you look at the uh if you look at the other tournaments that happened the same weekend, like Orthworm was top eight, Orthworm was top four, Orthworm was everywhere. And then you look at uh and then you look at uh Fresno and Orthworm is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, so like, it's a Earthworm had weekend to shine, and then it's gone. But I'm not I'm not expecting that to stay for very long. Um, regulation D is about to hit, and uh, Regulation D has Ursaluna, and Earthworm mm. kind of walls the heck out of Ursaluna. So I'm not expecting it to stay gone for long. But yeah, true. Hey, for yeah, now, I guess I was... it had its moment to shine. Yeah. I guess the other thing too is that, um, especially with New Balance being a thing, I gotta imagine this matchup into Iron Hands and Chiyu is not the greatest. 
So actually, funnily enough, it beat a New Balance team. Interval. Oh yeah, and this yeah, I guess in this personal instance, yeah, yeah, you got me there, got me there. I like but, I like Harmine uh, Vatino's team from Torino. Whose team? Oh, uh, I had it here. Carmine Vatimo, or yeah, Carmine Vatimo has a bundle palafin team, bundle palafin rain with Paragras Goldengo. That's kind of odd. And um, Raichu with Fake Out Encore Volt Switch. I just it, thought it was a neat team. Yeah. Because right, yeah, Raichu's do be Fake Out. I don't know why the Goldengo is Terra Grass. Oh, it's Terra Grass to protect it from ground type attacks since the rain is already making it not weak to fire. Mm-hmm. And it helps with the redirection from Moongus because, like, oh, for Shadow I mean, Bombs. Yeah, that, that helps too. Like, like, that's an added bonus as well. I'm not saying that's the only reason, but that yeah. definitely helps. That is, that's yeah. a very, that's a cool team. I like it. Yeah. Oh, man. I was just Honestly, scrolling through and I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Honestly, the I guess like with this special event and with all the other events, I feel like anytime I played in a format with Paradox Bonds, I've always found Solistance Iron Hands to be one of the scariest things to go up against. And just to see it have this resurgence on on these sorts of teams is just very impressive to see because it's kinda like, yeah, this looks probably overdue at some point. There's a lot of pal. There's a lot of palf in here. Europe seems to think it's a lot stronger. Yeah, I always want. I got. I honestly got to wonder about these like meta trends because I got to feel like to an extent, the U.S. ones always seem to be like a little bit ahead. I mean, I imagine it's just by virtue of the of your population plus the number of good players that are concentrated in these areas, but. For instance, most of the U.S. adopting Azumarill as the go-to water type, since you need to have less setup on it, and then you just to get you just to get to pop off right away, especially with like fairy type stab. That's also pretty nifty. And so, as a result, you see Palafin just drop off a cliff <laughs> in the in all these U.S. regionals. Well, obviously, as you mentioned, Kage, there's still Palafin showing up in Tur- in Turin. So there's a, there's a, I, I think there is still people. In the U.S. and who are like you know Palafin users, mm-hmm. and like you know it still does decently well. Like you have Neil Patel's like pretty good placement at Fresno. Yeah, but Neil Patel's Palafin was weird because it was like bulk up safety goggles. Yeah, but it's not just him. Like right above, literally right above him in ninth place is Jimmy Friedel, who also had Palafin. Right, and that's a standard Palafin. I'm just saying that Neil's is weird, but yeah. yeah. It is inter- it's interesting. Like, like, and that's part of the reason why NAIC is going to be so exciting is because you're going to see all of these people from all over the world coming in with their region's metagame and trying to predict what the metagame is going to end up being like. Right. That's I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see that for Worlds. Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah. going to be... I think Regulation got is about to go a little, a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get to that soon, though. I do want to make sure to give a little bit of a spotlight on the on the local scene, though. This is a little bit of old news. This is the consequence of me being on vacation for like the past two weeks. <laughs> but uh, but we finally have something to talk about from the premiere challenge on May twenty eighth, two weeks back. Um, first off, Hawkaval actually showed up on stream. And it's not the Moxie set, interestingly enough. It's actually it was actually Torrent with Focus Sash. The idea is that like you just do your attacks, but then once you get into Torrent range, you just fire off Aqua Jets for some time. So that was cool. It didn't win. I met that guy in Milwaukee. <laughs> nice. That's funny. Nice. Oh, I man. met that guy because he was he was playing in the PC, I think, and he was running Quagaval. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's funny, that's funny. Yeah, so he didn't win his stream match when he was shown off on stream on the here, but I was just kind of neat to see. More importantly, we have a whole bunch of friends who made top eight of this PC. Uh, I believe it is um, uh, Biddy, Dylan Charles, um, 
Jonathan Lynn. Um, I'm blanking on the third person for whatever reason. And then there's uh, uh, Charles uh, Pollock Solchuk. Who's, this, who's, oh, who's the fourth person? I can't believe I'm missing out on this. I know, yeah, I don't know if you guys managed to catch the. Wait, didn't, like, didn't Charlie win the local? No, he got second place. One. Oh, he got second. He got second. Yeah, yeah, because there's a guy. Oh, um, Lexar won the local. Yeah, Lexar won the local. Because uh, it was a mirror, and I think Lexar just knew the team way more than Solchuk did, so. Yeah. Oh, right, and the fourth person was um, Wasim. Uh, who is uh, who is a friend that I personally first knew from uh, Rutgers? So it was cool seeing him there. So cool seeing him doing well. As as was Jonathan Lynn, another Rutgers friend of mine, who's now also a friend in our friend groups and all that. So cool seeing him do well. It'll be cool to see if we can take her on a regional with at least half representation in the top cut. That'd be kind of baller. So yeah. Um, okay. And with that, that is locals. Unfortunately, we reached a part where Maine had some difficulties. So we'll see if he comes back anytime soon. But I'm pretty certain that he's going to be uh, out of the recording for the rest of the time. Fingers crossed we at least have some of this audio from earlier to uh, have you guys listen to. Because we definitely want to have him in this episode and all that. Um... You know, he'll be around. We'll have him around more often. He's, he's one of our friends. We'll have him around. Yeah. In the meantime, though, uh, now on to, like, less event-based stuff. Uh, as many of you probably know, if you are, people follow VGC. Regulation D got revealed. And it is going to introduce many more Pokemon than we anticipated. With basically every Pokemon that is within the game of Scarlet and Violet that can be transferred from home, which notably includes quite a few legendaries, and the Hisuian Mons are all going to become legal in this format. Uh, the first thing I want to say is that I do want to keep this part a brief, only because we're going to have a lot of chances later on in the line to talk reg d and all that so there's that um but i do want to at least get some first impressions but before i do that i make sure has this actually confirmed to be the world format because there's a lot of people talking about it as if it's going to be the world format but it's I been believe, an official post saying it's world. i believe it is like, yeah, my understanding of it is that it says this will be the this will be the format for all of the tournaments within this time frame. Even mm, the frame. only tournament within the time frame. Yeah, it's the only <laughs> tournament <laughs> scheduled the time frame. So it kind of has to gosh. be. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. It's not even like the, it's not even like this format will be the format for the time frame. Like, it's not like it will be like worlds plus some other stuff after. It's literally the format will only have. For now, for now, there might be another. Re- there might be like a regional schedule within a month after Worlds that hasn't been announced yet. For all we know, but for wow. now, yes, it's yeah. just Worlds for Regulation D. Yeah, geez. Um, and I guess so. Uh, yeah, so then we can actually go on to our first impressions, which we actually we are doing surprisingly well on time at being at the around forty-ish minute mark or so. So. At least I'm recording. Anyway, uh, so we can at least like do a little, little like not not do too much meta stuff, but just out of your first few games, what are your thoughts on it? I guess I'll start first. My thoughts are that I'm admittedly a little bit bummed that we didn't get a proper regional decks format for Worlds. But I mean, yeah. I'm still excited nonetheless because I don't know, new Pokemon are cool. These Pokemon are probably gonna do a lot of fun stuffs. And I'm excited to see what people craft for this uh, format. So that's my main phrase. Jackson, how about you? We're living in a bear's world. It's just Urshifu and Ursaluna everywhere. Like th- Those are your main threats right now. I will admit I've been focusing on NAIC prep. I haven't played too much Reg D yet. Right. But it just seems like... Urshifu, Cresselia, and Ursaluna are everywhere. You've got Tornadus. Watermain isn't going anywhere. Like, it seems like 
a lot of the big new threats that are coming out of home are the big new threats to be worried about. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, and Kaguya, how about you, first impressions? I've been shiny hunting Regieleki for the past three and a half years. Somebody please send him to me. I need to use him in Regulation D. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I have been testing different things. Uh, at the beginning of the format, when it first announced, I was very much so having a good time testing my good old buddy Bramblegast. But recently, I've most of just been looking into ways to build a team that has the two Pokemon I'm most excited about, which is Regieleki and Gudra Hisui form. So I've been having a pretty good time with that, using uh, Regieleki, Tornadus, Urshifu, and then the other half of the team I'm testing right now is like Cress, Hisui, Gudra, and the Grimmsnarl, actually. I like yeah. I like Grimmsnarl a lot too. He's he's in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah, There's a lot of Pokemon that are super fast, and you can just you know, you can do ye old Iron Ball trick. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, he's doing a Gudra behind screens sounds like a problem. Ooh, just shelter yeah. all the pain away. <laughs> oh, I man. wish I wish it still gave you the accuracy thing in this game. Dude, that would be so. Wait, what'd you use though? it on though? Like, what would you want to read the accuracy of? Like, Power Whip? No, no, Shelter lowered the... Oh, lowered the opponent's... Oh, that's so cursed! Right! Oh, that's so cursed! Yeah, it didn't affect your actual accuracy. Right, right, right. It would have been sick. Oh, my goodness. For you, baby! Yeah! I would have had a good time. Right now, oh, I've been testing out a uh, Terra Ghost Curse because you can curse to like boost yourself up, and then Terra Ghost and Curse to get rid of something. Oh, very big brain of you! <laughs> I got it from Neil VGC. Dang, nice! <laughs> oh man, so, yeah, I'm just like, kind of excited. Like, I think there may have been like a hand, like a few big Regulation D grassroots, but we're going to be getting. A ton more as the as the weeks go on, especially come July. Once post NAIC, people are definitely gonna have the Regulation D itch, and uh, there'll yeah. be quite a few grassroots coming up. Yeah, I know one. Nino's got one on. I know Nino's got one this week. I know there's one going on as we record right now. There's gonna be a. I'm sure Victory Road's gonna hold one, just because yeah. they seem to hold. They they always seem to hold one when there's a big gap in events. There's gonna be some. There's gonna like it, there, people that are worried. That there's not going to be an established meta by the time we hit uh, NAIC, but I think that the community, I think the community wants to play this enough that there's going to be a meta. Like, yeah, at least like, like a very know, loose meta. Yeah, at least a loose meta. Like at like in North America, right? Like we're gonna know based on these online tournaments. Okay, North America likes Urkrim or it likes Ursaluna. Those are the same thing. North America likes, uh, likes bears. Yes, exactly. If it, it likes the bears or. It likes yada yada yada, whatever it ends up being. Also, NAIC, NAIC organizers, if you're listening to this, <laughs> Sunday Sunday Reg D local. Oh, there's definitely record. There's there's gotta be claiming for that. They 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 probably will do that. Please. Yeah. Also, please, please, please let us know time. so I can catch a Reggie Lucky and start. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm just. I, I don't have anything on a big DT. I have the good. I have the good Yes, Kadius like the one super Lego super uh, Superman meme in the Lego Bat in that Lego Batman video, where he's all like, "It's been three thousand years. You owe me a shiny Regieleki." Oh, you don't understand. <laughs> I, I I spent so much time on it, but I, I gotta like. I have the Gudra ready. In the in Arceus, I just gotta transfer it over. So oh I, if 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 they're gonna do a reg D side of that on Sunday, I'll, I I would like for them to announce it because they did it in Charlotte, and I built the most first stall team with like Wolchan. I had Fissure Tinglu, Garganacle, <laughs> the the Jisok Lee Garganacle. It was it was a good time. It was a good time for the one person that got fissured. 
<laughs> that was I had a good time. So yeah, definitely hoping for Reg D side event on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely looking yeah, forward to yeah, talking. I can dig it. I yeah. Oh man. Uh, but before we get too swept up in the Reg D specific convo, I do want to do something that's like tangentially related to Reg D, but it's kind of just a general thing. General question for you fellas. So for the first weeks of a format, uh, what do you tend to like building first? Like what archetypes or what kinds of Pokemon do you tend to like looking at first for a new format? Well, what I end up doing, like what I've ended up doing over the course of me playing, is I just look at what like what the new thing is going to be that is most similar to what I am currently playing. Okay. Right? Like I was like I was building I was running Colossal in Sword and Shield, right? And then there was mm -hmm. and then the restricted and then the next format came you know, and then the restricted format came around and I'm like, okay, I'm going to run I ended up running Zygarde, and then on another team I ended up running Solgaleo. And all three of those bonds mm -hmm. is side proc weakness policy and Dynamax, and they go. Like, that was the strategy. That's what I did. And in, in Scarlet Violet, I have been playing Dondozo. And just in my in my experiments, like, our trick room plays kind of similarly to that point where you just hit the go button. And once if you can hit the go button at the right time, you click buttons and sweep through the whole team. Mm -hmm. So, like, like, as, so like if, if I just look to what I'm comfortable with, Basically, I'm still I still look for comfort even when the format changes dramatically, because right. I feel like that's super important. Yeah, honestly, honestly, very based way of approaching it. Comfort goes a long way towards uh, towards making your life easier. Anything to make your life easier, whether team building or whether battling, is nice. I have a point yeah, I want to uh, make. So real quick, ten bucks right now that Len still runs Sand at Worlds. Right. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kage, what do you like doing in the first weeks of I like, format? I like to find the Pokemon I like, you know, like maybe like a Slitherwing or a Stony Jay or a Sylveon, and oh, then I man. go from there. And at the, you know, I just th I think it's very fun to at the beginning of a format, like the very first thing that I start to look at is I just find some th some Pokemon I like, and I go from there. Like, I was doing a bunch of Bramble Gas stuff. Now I'm doing Regieleki, Hisui Gudra. And when when the first Charlotte, which was, like, I wanted to do Slitherwing, so I found a way to make that work. And then I was using Stone Turner, and I found, like, avenues to use that. I just think it's very fun if you're, your first time in the format is using one of the Pokemon, not because, oh, this Pokemon's, like, super good like inherently but it's like oh this pokemon has has like a reason for existing like there's something i can use this pokemon for that nothing else that no other pokemon can do so i'll just build from there and then we'll right. see where i go yeah, okay see your point because it's a method of team building that i know a lot of other people like doing raising to my main point where I often just try finding the thing that that really to a comfort level to an extent, like just find a thing that I think will be most effective and try and try building on that. And for me, most effective tends to be the things that is feels easiest to just press buttons with and be on the aggressive side with, um, in a way that doesn't involve overextending myself too hard. But I guess it raises the point because I have quite a few favorite Pokemon that are actually not that competitively jank. I feel like Volcarona is often one that gets brought up in this conversation in particular. But yet, despite Volcarona being my single favorite Pokemon of all time, I have never built a team with Volcarona in any format that's been legal in. So I like, I can't lie, I wonder, Alex got bummed having towards my favorite Pokemon to build on VUC teams, even in formats where they're not actually where they're actually kind of decent like yeah tell tell, it, tell to me like it is guys <laughs> need to know no i think i think really what it comes down to is just like what team are you going to build that is going to make you have the most fun mm. right and like yeah. let's say right i love i don't know just uh trubbish okay 
That's just an example. Let's say I love Trubbish. I love it to death. Favorite Pokemon, got posters of it up on my wall. But if it's, like, not good, and I'm not going to have fun playing with it, then it's not going to, then I'm not going to play with it. Right? Like, Alphonse, you are a very big hyper-offense enjoyer. And Volcarona yeah. is a very slow-the-game-down setup and then sweep from there kind of Pokemon. It just doesn't yeah. fit your play style. So, if, so like, if you say, oh, oh, am I a bad person for not using this Pokemon, just say, no, I'm a good person for having fun with a game. You're I'm, supposed I'm, to have fun. Okay. That's the whole point of we doing this. This is true. I'm, I'm building Trubbish as we speak. <laughs> 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 no i i think it's definitely one of those types of things where it's like you know for some people they're like a lot of people aren't really willing to try using kind of like weird pokemon and it definitely can also be like what what uh jackson was saying where it's like maybe you love one of the pokemon but it's just not your style mm. yeah yeah like yeah. i i love slitherwing with all my heart but it's the type of team that it wants to be on is not the type of team I want to be running. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Speaking of which, speaking of which, Trubbish got Haze, so it's basically not those or answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If you like Trubbish, new meta. Oh my goodness. If it was in the game, I don't think it's in the game. It gets Haze or Clear Smog, so you can pick. Oh my goodness. If we're talking about this logistically, I would run Hayes because then it can't be Parasteel the way. It also yeah, gets autom- It also, for some reason, gets automatized. <laughs> or aut- autonomized. That's, that's, that's so It's a random. bag of trash. Which is, what is what? Oh, I guess that's fine. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, uh, so I guess I guess the thing for me is that I find, at least in a competitive sense. I don't really care about the specific pieces. Yeah, I don't know if that's the truth. I tend to care more about the about particular strategies or archetypes that I have fun with rather than particular Pokemon. And then I'm more fond of finding the best things that enable the archetype strategy that I want to uh, go towards. Whether it be hyper offense or like to rein it in a little more because I need an intervention like a bulky offense thing where like it's closer to balance but like definitely is more capable doing aggressive pushes compared to other things but yeah so I tend to just and then I tend to be very content with just finding okay we're the best Pokemon that help enable this sort of thing and then yeah I guess that's why I like take, paying attention to what's quote unquote meta just trying to learn how to pilot those things those give me uh those that those to me give me the funnest time. I like being able to like get a team that I guess doesn't feel entirely unfamiliar. Like I I can tell what sort what I can tell what some things on this team are doing and just building and polishing myself from there. In the future, if I ever get to become some team building virtuoso aficionado, I can be a little more spicy, but I'm definitely in the point in my experience where I still want to just try focusing on what I know works and learn how to play the game based on that. So I become yeah. incredibly emotionally attached to every Pokemon I use and I refuse to use Pokemon I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Whew, that's a whole other a whole other thing. I mean I yeah, listen, I respect other. it. Like you've yeah. done well with it, Kaguya, impressively enough, but <laughs> Oh boy, does that is that like I'm a whole lucky, interesting I'm just thing? Lucky the Pokemon I like are good. Yeah. Yeah. Then no, no, you I've leave the things like like oh I don't want to use Iron Hands because I think it's ugly and they're like whoa how you're missing out. No, I'm gonna be completely honest. What I am an Iron Bundle hater. I cannot stand the thing. Ooh. And if I have looked at that thing to fill the gap on my team so many times, and I just look at it. And I am filled with such loathing that I cannot put it on the team because I will just sacrifice it at every opportunity I am given, and I cannot do that. Wait, wait, wait. If I'm trying to play the game, I have the same. I have the same issue with Iron Bundle, and there's one like key art of Iron Bundle that's really cute, and it made me stop hating Iron Bundle. You know what? Maybe you know what? You know what? Can you send that to me? Maybe it'll. I'm gonna see if I can find it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think like I tend to be pretty reasonable at looking at Pokemon as as the tools for what they do rather than the that itself. Which I mean raises all the other questions, but we don't need yeah, to no, jump into those here. No, I have a fun story. So <laughs> I was dead set on getting Pokemon Violet, right? Okay, yeah. And you know, pre-release, you know, trailers are coming out. It looks cool, and they get to the trailer where they reveal the Paradox Pokemon for the first time. Oh, you know, Great Tusk and Iron no. Treads. Yep. And I see Iron Treads, and I hate it so much that I pre-order Scarlet the same day. Amazed. I don't. I I told myself I do not want to see that in my game. That thing is disgusting. I'm going to leave it alone. We find oh, so dude. much wrong with its and design. You, and honestly. you never saw it in your game. Like, 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 why do they make the? It's so weird how the how on its two D spray that like you that you see on like the menu and stuff. The its screen face is shaped in a way that like it's because like it's a it's it holds the eyes and all that. But on the three D model, the screen is just all together. And it looks so weird. It's all switched up. And I'm like, who thought this was a good idea? Yes, Great I am Tusk. not an Iron Crest enjoyer. <laughs> That's my take. Great Tusk on the other hand, beast. Oh, Kagia just sent me the art he was talking about. I do admit that that's cute, but it, I don't think it helps my uh, hatred of Iron. No, oh. the, the one I'm looking for is another one. I can't find it right now, oh. but that one is also cute. Ah, oh, rip. Yeah. Oh, well. And yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. So with that, anyway, we're gonna go ahead and uh, get the twisted dimensions returning to normal. As we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up with our good old talk about something that not Pokemon that we want to briefly talk about. Uh, I have a feeling Kage and I are gonna vibe over similar things. Well, let's let's have Jackson go first. <laughs> Yeah, my thing is much less exciting than theirs because I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, but, yeah, but anyway, yeah, what's yours? School, school has been kicking my butt. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm tired all the time. I'm, I'm so close. I'm in the final semester of getting my AA degree. I'm so close. Okay, I believe I'm in you. so drained from doing school what feels like every day for the past, like, six months. Jeez, like it's just such yeah. a it's such a draining experience and i'm still doing work on top of that oh my god and goodness. i'm still doing vgc on top of that like i am just so mentally drained from doing but, all of, from trying to do all of that at once yeah like, honestly, no trust me i feel that yeah honestly i'm kind of happy i'm not going to worlds because that means i don't have to test for worlds Mm, that means I don't have true. to go through this massive ladder grind team refining process that I'm going through right now, trying to find, you know, trying, shifting through all of the Pokemon I can find, looking at, looking at Slitherwing unironically and thinking, is this thing good here? And then, <laughs> and then like looking, what what mons do I have in my builder? I have so many. I've got like, like I'm building a dumb Dozo team, right? And I have so many. Like I have Grimmsnarl, I have Klefki, I have Roaring Moon. Uh, where's the? I have a Scyther in this team builder. I have Corviknight. I have uh, King Gambit. I have Chinpow, Baxcalibur. I have Vivillon. I have Revagrun. I have like, I just like to try everything. Okay. And uh, I feel like I have actually tried everything. Dang. to get to this to get to this team and it's just like i'm not burnt out on pokemon but i feel like i'm kind of burnt out in general you know oh yeah no you have so much in life going on and like trust me like the moment things start clearing up it's gonna be a huge it's weight off your shoulders it's yeah it's gonna feel good yeah like trust me like i've i've been there like i had to finish my i had to spend like the first six five six five months Essentially, on uh, on a th um working on a thesis, yeah, feels feel so good. It felt so good when I finished that, which also meant I finished my graduate my graduate program. So nice, yeah, nice. so yeah, like, trust me. Yeah, in the meantime, um, I'll be wishing you well on on your academic stuff. I'm sure you're gonna uh, kick butt. Just keep uh, chugging yeah. at it. I believe in yeah. you. Yeah, you definitely got so this. Huh? You definitely got this. Yeah, I mean, it's going well so far. Like, I'm not doing poorly in the classes. 
it's just exhausting. Yeah. yeah. I got yes, you. But that's, but, but that's enough about me venting about school. You guys went to <laughs> Alright, God. So anyway, so Spider-Verse the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, drop Spider-Verse, baby! It's all about the bitch! <laughs> oh my goodness. I just got back from watching the movie with my sister. Okay, first off, like we're not gonna talk any spoilers here for the sake of Jackson. No, no, no spoilers. All I'm gonna say, the soundtrack has been all I've been listening to. That soundtrack is fire. Well, we talk like the score, right? Or, or talk about like the the that the both album? Okay, the score okay. and the soundtrack are like all put together on the Spotify playlist for it, and it's incredible. It's so good. Okay, okay, no, it off the off the. Am, am I dreaming? Maybe one of the greatest songs ever put into any superhero movie. Ever. Sheesh. Um, it's but then, so yeah, but then also the film is just animation-wise absolutely gorgeous. Oh yeah, I was talking to my friends as we were walking out. I'm like, the studio that makes the animation for this is easily one of my top three studios of all time. Oh, like, jeez. Like, you just get some beauty. Like, they clearly, like, have some shots in there. They're just there to flex how cool they are. And they deserve it because they are absolutely cool. And then even things move and things moving, they mix so many different art styles into, into one thing. And it works! It's so impressive. I'm a fan of like the art direction. Like the film uses color incredibly well. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like in certain parts with certain characters, like even just like the general backgrounds or just like the lighting will have different like color themes based on whatever is relevant to the character. But it's just such a well made movie. It's, it's so good. I only thing I've been impressed by is that if at least to me, it felt paced super well. Like it did not feel every every moment felt like it lasted as long as it needed to, and not a second yeah. shorter or nor a second longer. It I was so impressed. I was like, wow! Like each thing got the basically the exact amount of time it needed. And I was like, I'm I'm very excited to see what they'll what they'll cook up. Oh every yeah! Time, yeah. Every, every time I see, every time they're like, "Hey guys, more Spider Verse," I'm like, you're "Like, mm-hmm. oh okay. my god, I need oh, to go watch man. that expeditiously." Yes, will be so good. Oh man! So yeah, with that, that's uh, that's all from us. Thanks for everyone for uh listening to us. I uh, hope we're definitely excited to talk more Pokemon. As the weeks come on, our next time that we'll be talking will very likely be after NAIC, which I believe both Jackson and Kogi are going to be going to, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. Yes, I'm going I'm going to NAIC. I leave at 5, my flight leaves at 5.30 in the morning, so that's going to be fun. But... <laughs> yeah, it's really it's funny. Actually... One of my best friends, his birthday is actually the day before NAIC, so I'm staying at his house for his birthday. And then leaving his house at six in the morning to go to Ohio. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, what a what a wonderful destination that is. Oh man, <laughs> Give, giving you strength, man, giving you strength. I'm just gonna I, be. I was told because okay, I met this person at Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Just okay. Um, so I was basically told that the like you know how like Milwaukee's got cheese. Orlando's got like nice weather. Right. When we went to Charlotte, we got some barbecue. I was told the Columbus, Ohio thing is ice cream. Apparently, there's very, very good ice cream called Jenny's ice cream. So that is the the one Columbus related thing that I am excited to. We will have to go find that place then. Yeah, apparently, it's not too far from the venue. Oh, that's nice. good. That's good. I'm worried about getting lost. <laughs> nah, you guys will be fine. You're uh, there's gonna I, be I, such I, a big I, group of people. So. Yeah, I've traveled a lot. Also, we got a lot of people coming. Yeah, yeah. Like, our our squad. group, like like Hive's got I've got some shooters out there. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna get some we're gonna get some crazy placements. I will probably be winning the event personally. <laughs> that's just not a five way first. Thinking, hey. 
No. No, no, no. I'm going to be. <laughs> I need the event because I need to get my world spectator passes so that I can watch world. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to be at a wedding on July 1st, but I'm definitely going to root for you guys for, in spirit. I forget. The tournament pretty soon starts on the Friday, at least, right? So I'll, 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 I'll personally text you round updates. Oh. All of my rounds. Oh, I appreciate that. And yeah. I will tell you which Pokemon got the most kills. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it will be Stojourner for all of them. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it will be Stojourner. Uh, honestly, sure yeah. Knowing how Stojourner works thing. for you, yeah. You just like, do Icy Wind, and then Stojourner press Rock Slide, and then your opponent's hey, like, hey, wait, hey, what? Hey, those, are, those are my secret texts. <laughs> what if they read the team sheet now? <laughs> No, it is. I, I am very excited about it. I've been doing a lot of practice with my team. I made yep. some changes to it, but I've been I've been trying to get as many games in as I can. All right, love to see it. Love to see I'm, it. I'm I I barely miss day two in Milwaukee, and that that's not gonna cut it anymore. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, sign off here, folks. And until the next time when we talk NAIC and also properly dive to Reg B with like out with over a month worth of grassroots and ladder. Uh, so that'll be really exciting. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all.